How do you do, my friend? Welcome to the broadcast today. What a delight to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Here we are, the first broadcast for the week. My Bible is open. It's open to the book of Titus. We are doing a verse-by-verse study through the book of Titus. If you can, reach over, pick up your own copy of the Word of God and join me there. Titus, please, will be in the middle of chapter 1. You've heard my announcer talk about the fact that Bible Tract Echoes is the radio arm of a larger ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated. We have a mission statement here. Our mission statement is taking the Word of God to all the world. But this year, 2018, is our 80th year, 80 years of printing gospel tracts in different languages, shipping them out, all of this done free of charge so that God's gospel servants could have the tools to do God's gospel work. We have been with great delight hearing for year after year reports of people, sometimes one, sometimes ten, sometimes in the thousands, people coming to Christ and all beginning with the gospel track being given to them. So our mission statement for this year is taking the Word of God to all the world, 80 years and counting. I say all this because, brother, my dear sister, if you have never received a sample pack out of our gospel tracks, I want to give one to you. I'll say something about that here in just a moment. Let me get you not only have your Bible open, get something on which you jot some notes, but let me lead into the Bible study this way. Just the other day, I received a call at the office from somebody who said that there was an error in one of our gospel tracts. It it was not a spelling error or a grammatical error. It was, uh, we were told, a theological error. We get these kind of calls every now and again. Now, I want to say right up front, the person calling was very, very polite, and they explained why they thought our track was inaccurate. I asked them what biblical evidence they had for their opinion, and they got a little frustrated then. I I put them on the spot, and they couldn't come up with any verses at the moment. I then politely, because they were dealing with me with great politeness, I could deal the same. With great politeness, I then had them turn to the book of Luke. I showed them a direct statement spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ that spoke right to the issue that they were speaking about. I then said to the person this, and I'm quoting now, I said, you now have a choice. You can go on believing what you've always believed, or you can believe Jesus, end quote. Now, I did not shout. I didn't get aggressive. And by the way, neither did the caller. Oh, I wish all of these kinds of episodes could go so calmly. But what does a leader in a Bible-preaching local church do when somebody in the church is teaching error and they won't do, uh, won't be very polite in handling all this? Well, that's what the verses in front of us today from Titus are going to deal with. So get your Bible and get something on which to jot some notes. I've got a gospel tract in my hand. And by the way, a gospel tract is simply a short written presentation of God's plan, not man's, God's plan of salvation. How to have the sin stain removed from our heart. The one in my hand right now is entitled, Have You Found Rest? Have you found rest? And it begins with Jesus's words out of Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Oh, friend, the only rest for a sinning soul is found in Jesus Christ and his finished work at Calvary. This gospel tract, Have You Found Rest, presents a clear presentation of the plan of salvation. It has been used by God over and over again to see people come to Christ. It's just one of over 40 tracks in a sample packet of our tracks I'd like to send to you. Be ready when at the end of the program, my announcer gives our contact information and give us your name and address. We'll send that sample packet to you absolutely free of charge. You can just go to our website, which is BibleTracksInc.org. Org. If you are a praying person, a month from uh, now, uh, I will have just gotten back from the uh, ministry time in the country of Cuba. Why don't you pray that the work being done there bears great, great fruit, ongoing fruit. Would you do that, please? If your Bible's open, the book of Titus chapter 1, beginning at verse 10. Here's what the Bible says. For there are many unruly and vain talkers, deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things that which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. We're going to stop right there. If you've been keeping up with our outline for the book of Titus, then you know that verses 10 through 16 here of chapter 1, I have labeled with these words, correction done by healthy leaders. Correction done by healthy leaders. And last Friday, I began going through these uh, these series of verses using some words beginning with the letter D. I used the word danger, danger based upon verses 10 and 11. There was a danger of gospel enemies. It was very real then in Titus's day, and it's real today. But now coming to verses 12 and the first part of verse 13, I'm going to use the the word description. The enemies of the gospel are described here. In the opening series of broadcasts laying the groundwork for our teaching here in Titus, I spent time looking at these two verses, and these verses describe the cultural setting into which Titus found himself in trying to plant Bible-preaching local churches. Titus was to find and ordain pastors or elders who could lead local churches in this kind of moral and ethical culture. These pastors would need to teach and disciple the people who were coming to Christ out of that culture. But as you know, every new convert, every new believer in Christ, they come into this new relationship with Jesus with some leftover baggage from their old life. They bring in old habits and mindsets, and no two new converts are the same in this respect. But the pastor and the pastors of churches need to know how to teach God's Word so that the new converts, their thoughts and actions can be conformed more and more to be like Jesus Christ. 
If you missed the studies here in verses 11 and 12, you can visit our website and listen to them. Each one of our broadcasts all are labeled with a title and the Bible passage being taught. Now, but come with me now to the second half of verse 13. It begins this way. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Now, my outline word for verses 13 and 14 is the word directness, directness. The enemies of the gospel were apparently going into the homes of believers on non-church days and were teaching error. They taught things contrary to the faith or right doctrine. When the pastors saw this, three things were to happen. I'm going to label them this way, rebuke, restore, and a reason. Rebuke, restore, and a reason. Now, verse 13 says pastors need to rebuke sharply those that teach error. A pastor needs to confront biblical error and declare it to be error. He does this by using the truth. He used to let the truth cut to the heart of of the error. The pastor is not to try and win his argument by mocking the false teacher or by raising his voice and yelling. He is to use scripture and use it with clarity and boldness. And the pastor needs to let the clarity of God's word cut to the core of error and put it in its place, bring it to an end. He is to put truth alongside of error, label one right and the other wrong because the one is right because it's based upon truth that's clearly found in the Word of God. Why does a pastor do this? Well, again, verse 13 says that they, that they here are those teaching error, that they may be sound in the faith. Now, that word sound refers to physical health. It is used in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of a person's body being healed, and it becomes healthy, becomes sound. Here it's used of a person's belief system getting into health because their belief system that was sick by error is now based upon Bible truth. They are spiritually healthy. Then in verse 14, We give a clear reason why many false teachers are spreading unbiblical ideas. Verse 14 speaks about Jewish fables and the commandments of men. There on the island of Crete, there were Jewish people who grew up learning how to be right with God and having a pure life, but it was all based upon Jewish ceremonies and so on. They were evidently trying to blend into gospel truth the ideas they had learned growing up in Judaism. And they were now impacting others there that were coming to Christ. These people did not understand what had been done away due to Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, the commandments of men were human ideas that Jewish scholars came up with to try and promote the keeping of the law. Jesus ran into these kind of people during his earthly ministry. One of the most off things that Jesus was criticized for was healing on the Sabbath day. But that was not found in Scripture. That was a man-made commandment, not God's commandment. Now, beloved, please listen. No one has ever had their sin-stained heart cleaned 
They've never had their stain on their soul cleaned from any church ceremony. No matter what you do, you can't be done that way. Only faith, only belief in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Only faith in the blood atonement of Jesus can clean us before God. But no one is ever brought closer to God after they're saved through keeping or doing some human uh, ceremony. It is through Christ and his finished work that we are brought near. It is as we learn more about Christ, more about his truth, that we become more like him. It is the truth that sets us free, not ceremony. Friend, if you're trying to build your eternal life on some religious ceremony, may I politely say you're probably still lost in your sin. You need to abandon ceremony and go to a savior. It's a person who died on the cross. It was a person who loved you and shed his blood. He died, paid your sin penalty, was buried and rose again that you through him might be saved. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.